0: All right, today we're talking about plans, detailed plans, complex plans, ridiculous plans. I hate plans. <laughs> and I'm joined today by good friend and uh, podcast uh, associate, client, whatever you want to call him, Mike Vardy. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Pretty good. So Mike came to mind because Mike has a whole different approach to planning and getting stuff done. And... Uh, just to, So just a little more background on this topic. So I am a planner. If you've done any work with me, you know that I like to plan. I like to know when things are due. But one thing I don't like that I think will surprise some people is that I don't like super complex plans. I don't like them because they don't work for a lot of things. The minute you finish that complex plan, one thing changes and you've got this cascading domino effect of the rest of the plan is broken. And then you spend all your time fixing and reworking the plan and not getting stuff done. So Mike, you were a big practitioner of GTD for a while. You've been in productivity for a long time. You have a whole business around it. What's your take on all this and what did you do to kind of take a different approach?
1: Well, I mean, I've been studying this, like you said, for the better part of a decade. And, uh, you know, I, I, I always come back to this quote by Dwight Eisenhower when it comes to planning, you know, in preparing for battle, I've always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. And I think that's that's the way I approach this idea of planning. And it's funny, you mentioned complex plans often can can cause issues. and I think they become it's when they become complicated that they have issues. Uh, and I think that there's a very I think that you can stack you know simple plan upon simple plan upon simple plan and it may appear to be complex. But I think what happens is, is when complications arise and, and often those complications can arise from, uh, you know, abstractions or distractions, disruptions, um, you know, uh, urgency that, that shows up out of nowhere, I think, or just not taking, stepping back and, and actually doing the proper amount of planning. I think that, that, that in and of itself can be a huge issue. But, uh, you, when you mentioned that I was an ardent GTD follower, and for those who don't know, GTD is getting things done. It's a methodology. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 That's Okay. Um, you know, uh, David Allen created this, uh, philosophy and, and I was a, a ardent follower of it. Um, and I found that there was a lot of things that I didn't like about it. The more I, the more I practiced it. And again, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, in personal productivity and subjective approaches to things so that you can reach your objectives. And, and I think the biggest thing for me is I found that GTD became too rigid and inflexible. And this idea that if you didn't do it all, that you you know, you weren't doing it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you know, like that's, and I think that that's, that's, that's where, and I think that that's where we, we, we run into these problems is that we, we, if we don't do everything associated with, with a system or an approach or a plan, then the plan has failed. And that's, that's not true at all. And so what I did is I kind of stepped back and said, what's, how do I approach this from a more human perspective, as opposed to, a, a a you know, almost like, a." um, industrial or, or, um, you know, uh, uh, robotic way. How do I, how do I, you know, go at this from a, from a more personal or human approach? And that's so, where I can't, yeah. So yeah. are
0: feelings involved? Feelings <laughs> are
1: involved. I think, no, I think, I think you do because what happens is a lot of our, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of talk about stoicism nowadays, and I've been reading this book called the road to character by David Brooks, uh, and talks about like being stoic and this term stoic for a lot of years had this idea of like no emotion, no feeling very, you know, um, or very, you know, um, let's say, uh, uh, yeah, like almost emotionless. But I think that, that what happens with emotions is we often have this thought of like, what do I feel like doing right now? And, uh, you know, if you can find a logical way to answer that question, like a way that, you know, you've kind of pre-programmed into yourself, then it makes it a little bit easier because, you know, you've all, like I said, you've planned in advance, Hey, you know, this is the type of work I should be doing in this moment, um, so therefore I usually feel like doing this. So, uh, or what do I feel like doing? Well, what what do I normally set myself up to do in these moments? And and the great thing about you know this kind of approach, which which you know I, I've combined all of the elements of to form time crafting, which is the methodology that I teach my clients, and and you know I'm working on a book for it right now, and 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 basically my entire uh, you know productivity is philosophy and 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 everything that we do, the website is kind of gearing itself around, around time crafting is this idea that, you know, you should be able to ask simple questions that have very, you know, as as binary uh, as, as, as possible, those answers should be as binary as possible. So that way, when you start having these questions or when your brain, that part of your brain that wants to go watch Netflix or, or, or is, you know, attracted by the bright, shiny object, which could be a fire, like it literally could be, you know, we people say all the time, Oh, I'm just spending all day fighting fires. Um, which I have something to say about that as well, and get to that maybe in a few minutes. But what it does is it says, okay, hold on a second. Let's take a step back. Instead of saying, you know, what should I do now or what should I do next, or you know, it, you get to say, you know, what do I feel like doing? Well, normally on Wednesdays I feel like this, or you know, I have low energy right now, so I feel like doing low energy tasks. Well, let me look at all the tasks that I've, uh, you know, a- a- aligned with that feeling.
0: Are you, would you say you're in a different camp than that's than like the Jocko Willink, you know, extreme ownership, discipline equals freedom. Doesn't matter how you feel. No, I, I actually
1: think I'm. I think I'm in that camp
0: too. I think what's really? interesting,
1: yeah, because I mean, I I have I theme my time, and I think that to stick with those theme rec- themes requires discipline, right? And I know that that you know, extreme ownership and and, and Jocko talks about this idea that we get stuck in this planning, planning, planning. We don't spend enough time doing well by putting a, a, you know, a, a, you know, like a Goldilocks factor in with, you know, like, so for example, today as we're recording this, it's my audio video day. Like I themed this day, audio video, like it makes the most sense for me every Wednesday to do this based on all of the, the different elements of my life, you know, having kids and knowing that Wednesday is a day that they will never be home. Unless it's a like unless it's a school vacation, but there's no holidays that fall on Wednesdays, and my wife works out of the, out you know she doesn't work at home on Wednesdays, so I literally can, um, you know I I am far more certain that I can do video and audio on Wednesdays than any other day of the week, so therefore I you know program my week to say okay well I do my podcast recordings if someone wants to interview me I do my interviews on Wednesdays. I set up my video equipment on Tuesday night. So if I want to do video again, if I feel like it, or if I don't, or if I have something then I can, and then what happens is, is, you know, when I wake up on Wednesday morning, I don't say, well, what am I going to do today? Or what's today look like? It's, it's, it's okay. Well, today's Wednesday, Wednesday's audio video day. So what audio video work am I going to do? And instead of looking at this massive to-do list or this massive scope of all the things that I, that I need and want to do. I have funneled it. So I've defined my day and then I have funneled my focus and that way I can make every moment matter. And the way you make every moment matter is by doing action around it. So I don't think I'm, I think that the way we get to, the way that he approaches it, the way that I approach it is, there are some differences, but I don't think, I don't think it's, it, we're too far off in terms of it. it.
0: So it's not all, listen to your feelings. Uh, I don't feel like no, doing anything today. It, I'm not going to do anything. No,
1: because you can't do that. Like, I mean, but you, but, But you need to have a way to respond to that, because if you don't have something there that says, well, what do I feel like doing? Well, I don't know. Like if the answer is, I don't know, that's uncertainty. And, you know, we've anyone who's followed, you know, um, you know, self-development work of of anyone. Tony Robbins comes to mind almost immediately is he says, you know, we need human beings require two things, certainty and uncertainty. You know, so you want to have as much certainty there so that you can, you know, you can kind of go down the path that you want to go down. But uncertainty is kind of what makes us human, like, you know, like spontaneity and things like that. So oddly enough, if you have a framework in place, then that can foster freedom because you could say, well, what do I feel like doing? Well, it's it's audio video day. So what audio video do I feel like doing? Oh, I'm excited to do the, the recording of a video that shows how to use my calendar. Or I'm going to do um, all of the opening and closings for my podcast that I've already done recordings for. Or I'm going to, you know, but instead of you think, well, I'm going to write my book or I'm going to work on you, you have a you have a, a very distinct path to go down, but it's not so rigid, which is what I had a problem with, with getting things done, um, at least the way that it's it's largely professed. And, and, you know, I mean, again, it's how I approached it versus others. There, there's obviously some there can be some differences in how it's interpreted, but. I, instead of me saying like audio video is a pretty broad topic, just like Tuesday's administrative day. Well, you know, that doesn't fall just into professional stuff, but like I pay my bills on Tuesdays, my personal bills, because that's admin work, right? And I was reading an article earlier today about like life admin tasks. Well, I mean that, that, you know, so you want to have themes, if you're going to theme your time, whether it's, you know, and you can theme anything, your, your, your day, your, your week, which I call weekly sprints because they're shorter bursts The monthly themes. You could do horizontal theming. So people who are not necessarily ha- don't feel they have as much control over their day, like they're not solopreneurs or they don't run their own businesses or they, you know, they don't work from home. They instead, they they schedule it horizontally so they could say, OK, from nine to ten, I'm doing communication mode, which means email, phone calls, et cetera. And so you can do what I call horizontal theming there. But what it does is it just gives you something to focus on as opposed to just looking at a list sequentially or in a linear fashion, because. The world is not linear and our brains are not, our brains are more, are designed to kind of go with quote the flow. And if we make a linear, we're going to be, I mean, that's why I don't think that working by project is always the best course of action either, because you end up jumping from, you know, um, platform to platform, from medium to medium, from context to context, if you want to use that term or from modality to modality. And you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not getting to any state of flow. Whereas if you were to say, I need to go into Excel to work on this spreadsheet for this one project right now. What else can I do while I am in Excel? What other, you know, resource, what else can I do while I'm in this resource mode? Then you get to, then your, your brain, the only thing you're changing is the circumstances as opposed to the, you know, again, the, the place that you're doing it. And and to me, I think that's a much better way to work most of the time.
0: So you talked about days, weeks, Months. The other thing that triggers me is when I talk to people and they say I've constructed a plan for the whole next year. Yeah. <laughs> when when I just think, or I've even seen situations where people have like a two year plan, and you know after month two, something's happened that you know that thing two years away it just. Yeah. It, so what's what's your take on that?
1: Okay, so I just did a talk, uh, in early 2018, what the first talk of the year I did uh, in the calendar year 2018, and I, you know me, I'm I'm not a big believer in starting the year on January 1st. I actually start my year when the kids go You but, make a big deal about it. I too. do start the year you want, any time <laughs> you want. But lately, and again, this is what happens when you spend time in this area. Is I'm, uh, you know, you talk about the year, and I think that you know. I'm a big pro wrestling fan and the year, like the year never, like they never get time off. Like it's just a constant <laughs> cycle, right? Like, so there's no like off season for them and life really doesn't have an off season. There are, there are peaks and valleys and there are slow times and busier times, depending on, depending on what you do. It's very subjective, right? But I, I, during this talk, I had somebody say to me, look, they, they're doing the monthly theming, they're doing the the daily theme they do, but they set some goals for the year and they never seem to hit them. Like they always struggle. Like they and I'm and they said, "What do you think I should do?" I'm like, "Well, don't make yearly goals." And they looked at me like I'd be <laughs> hedged. And this, of course, is delivered in January, where all people are talking about is, "Oh, how to plan your year and how to do this." And and I actually have a course called the Now Year Action Plan course, but it's not so much about planning like what you what what goal you want to have for the year. It's about breaking your year down into smaller components. And I use this this analogy when I was talking to this person about it. I said, "Well, imagine you're at a cocktail party and." Uh, You know, you're you're, you want to talk to one person in particular. Let's say you're having a conversation. If you're like really close, um, then you're probably that's your that's your relationship with daily theming. You know, it's very, very, you know, you're right in the moment. Um, You know, if you're a little bit further apart, then, you know, you maybe somebody can squeeze by you, but you can still have a conversation. Uh, That's maybe monthly themes. But then once you get like further apart and it's a crowded cocktail party, three or four people, there's this propensity for you to still try to have that conversation, even though there's a lot of noise in the way. And that's how I think the relationship with the year is: is that you you still try to say, oh well, it, you know, I, let me, I can, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. But you don't. You, the problem is, is that there's 365 days. It's a very long, extended period of time. And yet, the 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 other um, aspect of the cocktail party is, let's like, say someone shows up. Let's like, say you see someone come in that you want to talk to. You're not going to shout across the room, "Hey, John!" Like you're gonna like maybe give them a knowing wave or a glance. And that, that, that's kind of like a a visual cue for you guys to get together a little bit later and have those conversations where you can actually have a a closer connection. And that to me is more like the life stuff. So beyond the, you know, thing like, like virtues or like, like character. And I think for me, the biggest thing is if you're going to look like, don't make the only resolution you should make for your year or your, is to be more resolute in the smaller things, right? Like like, I'm going to be more resolute in living up to my monthly themes, or I'm going to be more resolute in living up to these virtues, let's say, that you, you want to uh, characterize yourself as throughout the, your lifetime. Like, that's where I think the year can help you, is I want to be resolute in the smaller, like the things that take place in the month, the week, the day, the hour, the moment, as well as the things that are going to basically are legacy building. And, and uh, in that book, The Road to Character, Dave Brooks calls it like your eulogy resume, as opposed to your actual resume, right? When, when you die, people aren't going to say, uh, you know, wow, man, you know, he showed up to work like every day and made the most amazing spreadsheets. And, you know, he was, uh, his to do list. Holy smokes. Like he checked off at least 14 (laughs) to 15. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, wow, he was so kind. He, she was so, she was so gracious. Um, you know, they were very charitable person. Like those are, those are, those are virtues. And, and when i tell people to like pick three yearly words which is a, a you know a, a strategy that chris brogan taught me like some of the words you can choose they should be they maybe they should be virtues or and, and because you could find you can easily attach virtues to yourself because it's not like there's any any um any <laughs> any dearth of them like you could look up in any in any culture in any religion in any faith and in, in, in any in any you know whether you're you know religious or not and find things that you want to you know kind of build yourself up to be because that's the kind of stuff that builds character and really when you think about it our whole life is a story anyway so if you want to you know i mean you could say that you are a character in that story so you want to build that character so i don't think if someone said to me like oh i have these new year's resolutions i'm like oh i hope it's to be resolute about the smaller things that you can accomplish regularly because i think that term resolution has been diluted just like the word busy
0: right you know i mean
1: I, i think that that to be re- there's a ben franklin i was reading this in the art of manliness blog and ben franklin has 13 virtues and that was his thing to do and and i i'm fascinated by virtue right now um and but he had the four his fourth virtue was to be resolute and the reason that that was his fourth one is so that he could be absolutely certain that the other nine would be taken care of so so i think that and again it comes back to that quote i said off the top planning is indispensable but plans are useless because like you said you know 30 days you know, you can make things happen consistently over 30 days. That's why they say 30 days to make a habit. You know, you hear that common. But 365 days, like, you know, so many people will take on, like, if you're going to do something for 365 days, pick something small, like I'm going to journal for 365 days, or I'm not going to, um, or I'm going to, you know, meditate. Like, if you could pick something like that, that's small and gets you a quick win, pick one of those things, not, don't say to be more healthy or to write, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, uh, that's but but I I think you'd be better served to say I've got these 12 up to 12 monthly things or these 52 weekly if you want to be a multi potentialite or something like that. But or you or you simply want to say, hey, listen. I have these seven day, up to seven daily themes. And again, that's the other thing, you know, with time crafting, you don't have to theme every single day, you don't have to theme every single moment, but I'm going to be more resolute and following in adhering to this, because if you do that, it, it builds and builds and builds momentum. And then your year is a success regardless, as opposed to, you know, by January 18th, your resolution has fallen off the wagon and you're part of that 92% of people who didn't, you know, follow through with their quote, new year's resolutions end quote.
0: What I like about the three words, and I've been using this concept in in several conversations with people, I call them filters. In other words, and I think that I'm hearing the same thing with the theming, which is, it does it fit in this theme? Does it fit in this filter? So in other words, when it comes to making decisions in terms of de- decisions in a daily basis, weekly, monthly basis, sometimes it can be, well, if these are my three words for the year and I've got a decision to make. Does it, does it fit in these three yeah. words? Does it, does it run? In other words, I call Does it, does it run through this filter? If it, if the filter catches it, good, you're going to do it. Maybe mm-hmm. you should commit to it, but if it doesn't, it's just going to flow right through. It doesn't get caught and it doesn't, it doesn't match up.
1: Yeah. I, I recommend to a lot of people, like if they're going to choose three words, if, if this project or this goal or this aspiration doesn't connect with at least two of the three words, don't do it. It doesn't, it's obviously, I mean, it's like you said, it's not going to get caught by that filter. And the other thing that theming does here is like, so for example, I mean, we talked about daily theming and today's my audio video day. Well, if I'm still stuck, if I'm like, whoa, wow, I have 43 audio video tasks to do. I go, well, what's the monthly theme? Oh, the monthly theme is coaching. Oh, well, look, here's the eight things that fall under the project coaching that are audio video. So all of a sudden, again, like theming does allow me to funnel my focus almost to the like to get to the smallest amount of high impact tasks at that time, right? Because then if I did all eight of those audio video tasks today, I would have fulfilled my daily theme and my monthly theme in one fell swoop. And then I have choice. Am I going to do more audio video work? Eh, Maybe not right now. Oh, I have low energy. I've, I've done these eight and I'm wiped out. Okay, let me look at all the low energy audio video tasks, or just let me look at all the low energy tasks and skip the Like, so it gives you a a path because so often what we do is we write down our to-do lists or we have a, and we just look at it in, like I said, in a sequential order or how we captured it. And it it just, we're jumping all over the place. And and to me, you want to have that, like you said, that filter, you want to have that funnel. And the only way you can, we hear this term design your day the only way you can do that is if you define your day, which is why I've called this thing time crafting. It's about crafting your time.
0: What if you're a say a software developer? Mm-hmm. All you're doing all day long, you know, and I come from the open source software world, so you might be uh you might be taking code from an upstream project and patching it or you might be writing your own patches, or your own code or creating your new enhanced. So, you're a developer, you just write code all day long. Do you just have one theme? Write code all day. Long? Like what? How does this? I can see how the theming works in a solopreneur, entrepreneur, business-owned context, but how does it work in more of a corporate? I wrote. I write code all day long. Context.
1: Okay, so there's a few ways to do this. So, I mean, I, I've worked with a few people so that that have been in that situation where they're actually working with one who is in coding. So. Um, you know, you could do things like, for example, if uh, like it could be generation day where it's just you're starting from scratch, you're generating the code for several different projects. So you're in ge- so it's the it's the you beginning. Right. And then maybe another themed day. And let's just and we'll just go by days at this point. But you could I do like it this. horizontally, too. Secondly, it's like it's like let's talk about the optimization. So I've already got this code. How do I make it better? Right. Like, so I'm going to look at all the projects and see what and you could do this with like a Kanban board. Right. Like, so you could say, hey, it's generation mode. It's it's con. You know, it's generation day. These are all the things that are in that bucket. Oh, there's optimizations here. All these things are in that bucket. Oh, here's here's debugging. Like I'm going to focus on debugging. And then the great thing is. So let's say you're focusing on like, let's say Wednesday is your debugging day because Wednesday's the middle of the week and you want to finish the week strong. So you want to clear out all the cruft and then move forward. And again, I'm not a developer, so I'm just speaking, you know, <laughs> out, I'm not pan. either.
0: We'll, we'll, right. we'll make it up. <laughs> right. So
1: then, let's say your boss comes along and says, "Hey, hey, we have a meeting right now. Uh, we, I need you in a meeting."
0: That, know, never later that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> never,
1: never. So you go to that meeting, and and what often happens when we have these meetings is we go, "Oh man, I was working on this thing, and how am I going to get back to it?" Well, here's the thing: you go to the meeting, you come out of the meeting, instead of doing what most people do, and I'm being very generalized here, but it's it it it's whenever I ask someone. It's like they normally do the following. They, oh, I'm out of the meeting. I wonder what email showed up while I was gone. Oh, like yeah. Like that's the first thing they do. Oh, yeah. Right? But <laughs> but in, instead, instead, say, okay, wait a minute. Meeting's done. What day is it? Oh, it's 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 debugging day. Let's get back. What debugging tasks was I doing? And there's been a lot of articles recently, like as of, you know, as of January 2018, which makes sense because I think these these articles are designed to help keep people on track with their resolutions, uh, is is to say if you go in with a, uh, like, like a plan, as to how to get back to the task you were working on, then you're more likely to be able to get back on track with that task. Well, theming allows for that, whether it's daily or horizontally, you could say, okay, I'm going into this meeting, or let's say and I would consider if you have a meeting that shows up out of nowhere or you have a regular meeting, it's not a distraction, it's an abstraction in your day. It's not something that it's something that is not necessarily part of that theme, but it's 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 just a it's just a, a blip on the radar. Same thing if you get called from your kid, your your, your your kids at school and say, Hey, you're you know, you're you gotta go home to pick up your you gotta pick up your kid at school, go home, you know, all of a sudden your day your day is derailed. Is it? Does it have to be? You could say, Okay, well, you know what? Today is is debugging day. Can I do that from home? Or you know what? What can I do um now that I'm at home? Maybe I need to look at tasks that I can only do at home. So you give yourself this kind of and and that's where you incorporate, you know, obviously mode based work as opposed to, you know, theme based, you know, what's the
0: difference between mode based and theme based? So
1: theme theme is actually it's funny. There's five categories of modes and theme based is one of them. So whenever I coach somebody, I normally find out are they task driven or are they time driven? If they're task driven, so they're like, it doesn't matter when I, I just need to get these, this list done. Then I normally start working with them in a term of mode based work. So uh, when they write their tasks down at their actions, I say every action requires a mode. So we start to say, well, what are some of the themes, the regular aspects of your work? Oh, debugging, you know, uh, like oh, coding, coding could be the main thing. Okay, well, that, that's an activity, but so that could be an activity based mode. But the whole point is, is that you look at your tasks through the filter of what modality do you need to be in? And there's, like I said, five categories. Uh, Theme-based, which is, again, if you're using theming, that you can categorize them that way. Resource-based, which I touched on earlier, like Excel is a resource. You're a resource, John. So when you and I work together on the podcast, I don't say... Uh, that way, I can group all of my communication. I need to talk to John about this, and I see all the eighteen things I need to talk to you about. Hopefully, not eighteen, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, and 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 software is one. And so, basically, resource would be people, places, things, right? Activity would be anything ending in, uh, you know, or energy would be next. So E for energy. So that'd be like low energy, high energy. And and the great thing about this is, if it's personal, you could do things like brain dead, right? Like brain dead tasks that you could do, or full focus. Or I have one client. Who loves basketball. So we said there's prime time tasks and there's garbage time tasks, right? So when you're winning, they, you're in a garbage time, right? So now you can just relax the rest of the game. Um, and then A is activity-based. So anything ending in ING, reading, writing, coding, uh, studying, playing, you know, errand running, if you want to add the ING to errands, if you want and then the final one is time-based. So things are going to take like five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, you don't want to have too many times because all, all of a sudden you're trying to calculate, okay, well, how many of <laughs> you done? But the whole point is is all five of these, I use the acronym TREAT because when you work, you know, when you when you approach your work by working by mode, it's a TREAT to work because you get into the state of flow, you're treating yourself better. So that's the basically for people who are task-driven, who are like to-do list-driven, I will lead them down that path first. And then they'll say, well, how do I, when's the best time for me to group all these tasks? And we can look at their to-do list and say, oh, well, mostly on Mondays, you do a lot of meeting planning tasks. Or let's say Monday, you do a lot of planning tasks. Well, maybe Monday should be planning day. And then you can gear those towards. So all of a sudden you start to shift and now you're marrying that task-based mindset, which is the one that you really need to focus on because it allows you to focus on what's important versus the time-based mindset, which is the one that forces you to deal with what's urgent. So you need to have both of those mindsets in order to actually deal with life and work and all that, because sometimes things are urgent and but most things that are important often are forsaken for the things that are urgent. So you need to be able to have that 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 harmony between those two. So the the difference is theme-based is is more more focused around the time of, of day, week, month, year, et cetera. Whereas mode-based mode work is more centered around the details of the day, the tasks.
0: Throw out. I don't know, just like 10, 20, like what could be different monthly, like just to give a, a broader context for, I have some of an idea of this cause I've done some of sure. this. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a practitioner per se, but I, I borrow and steal little pieces from you mm-hmm. here and there. It's so like what maybe like throw out 10 or 15 different themes for like more corporate people. And then maybe 10 or 15 for just solopreneur and entrepreneur type. Okay,
1: so I mean I go over this a lot that now your action plan course I actually walked through me doing it uh which is which is a lot of fun when you see how my mind actually works. <laughs> or it could be terrifying. But I mean like so for and and what I do for 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 both uh for both you know people who work for someone and people who work for themselves is I say you might want to have personal and professional themes. So ones that help you especially people who work from home because or they run their own businesses because often the personal stuff kind of gets forsaken. So uh, I'll give you some professional ones first that would work for, for, you know, people who run their own businesses. So things like, um, you know, marketing, maybe your focus on more for one month is on marketing. So it doesn't mean you only focus on marketing that month. And I think that's important to, 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 to clear up is that your monthly theme isn't the only thing you do. It's just what gets emphasis or what gets your overarching focus. So marketing, planning, like in August, my month, because I start my year technically in September, August is my planning month. Um, you know, another one would be like, I'm doing a website redesign uh, June is the month where we focus on the website. Um, uh, let's see, uh, you know, digital product creation. So maybe you're going to focus on your digital products for one month. Um, uh, you know, budgeting, that's another great one. And that could work for corporate too. Like, okay, the budget comes out. So my overarching focus in this month, is going to be working on the budget. Um, uh, let's see uh, if you're writing a book, like a book proposal, maybe, maybe for one month, that's going to be your overarching focus is to work on the book proposal. So those would be like some examples of of professional themes that would work for solopreneurs and then, you know, or or people who run their own businesses, but then like personal themes like, uh, like last month was learn French for me. So I actually am now 50% fluent in French, which is good because I want to be able to and you're Canadian (laughs) and I'm Canadian, which makes sense. But now my daughter's in French immersion, and the reason I chose that, which lined up nicely with my with my three words for the year, redesign, rebuild, and reclaim, is that now my daughter and I can have conversations in French and I can kind of understand her um, you know, when she does that. Um, you know, uh, I can't understand her in many other ways, but, um, you know, decluttering, like a decluttering month, that's both personal and professional. I call those hybrid themes if they can actually fit both. Um, So like decluttering, your like like a really easy one would be like a home decluttering, but you could also use it for digital decluttering. Right. So those are two separate ones or they could be merged together to be like a decluttering month. Um, And you might want to align that with spring cleaning. So maybe you're going to do that in March or April. Uh, You know, I have one called relationships and I chose that one for March. And again, that's a hybrid theme, uh, personal and professional. Doesn't have to be, though. And and the great thing is I'm doing that in March because I'm going to three conferences in February. So March is my month that I want to reach out to everybody. So the, it it lines up nicely there. Um, self-care. That's another great one. Like taking, you know, in July this coming year, I'm in self-care. That's my overarching focus is to take better care of myself. So both personally and professional, but mainly personally. Um, you know, cooking. You know, I want to become a better cook. I'm going to take 30 days uh, in, in June to focus on that. And then two months before that, I'm going to be focusing on gardening because we live in a, you and I both live in, in climates that are pretty, pretty, um, robust for having urban gardens and stuff like that. So I'm going to be, we're going to be focusing on that. So those would be examples of personal ones. And there's so many like family. I mean, you could, you could come up with, yeah, but then for, for people who work for corporations, you, again, you're going to want to be a bit more broad. So again, marketing could be one budget could be another. You could even do, and I had this one client who I worked with in San Francisco, and he said he had project A, project B, and project C. He didn't know what those were going to be when he put them, but he knew that the cycle of his business, he put all the stuff that was certain. So budget was in January and he put all the the common ones like marketing. We're going to focus on marketing. We're going to focus on outreach in this other month. And we're going to focus on you know, uh, planning in this other month, but then project a project B and project C these months are the slower months. So I'm going to focus on these ones. I don't know what project a is yet, but when I do, what he did was inside of his task app is he called it project a, and then eventually he put project a colon and then the name of the project. And what's great is he put that into his Google calendar. So every year on that month project a, he just doesn't know what that will be until he gets. And funny, funnily enough, two months before project A is planning. So he can normally set aside, what, what those projects are going to be. And the other great thing is you don't have to theme every month and you don't have to have the same, they don't have to have 12 different themes. You could have like, I have one client who's, uh, themes for, um, and he's, he's a writer, but his themes are create, co- um, uh, create is one c- complete is another one. So tie up all the loose ends. Another one is, um, is align alignment. So those are his, like any, they, they rotate. Every, every, so basically he runs through those four times a year and he did it based on, on his, the way, the cadence of his work cycle. So I think that's especially if you're working in a corporate environment, the one thing that's great about working in a business environment, a company environment is that there is a lot of, um, there is, fr- there's more, more rigidity. There's more frameworks There's m- because it has to be because it's what keeps things together. So you can work within that to say, okay, well, I know these things are certain, So how do I make it so that, um, you know, I can be proactive when I can be, but not too proactive because I'm too proactive. They're going to give me more work that I can't really handle. And how do I avoid being reactive? So you can see how you can kind of shape it. And again, if you craft like six months of your 12 months of the year, if that's how you want to look at it, then, then you're already at least six, you're, you're ahead somewhat. And then you can kind of figure it out as you go. That's what crafting is, right? Like, I mean, it's not about, Hey, I'm going to um it's not like you're fabricating it, right? Like you're crafting it. So well, it's, that, it's about yeah, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, and I've also seen and I've seen you do this. We've pivoted like sometimes with the podcast mm-hmm. where where you said, you know, six months ahead of time, well, September's gonna be podcast month. But yep. then in June, you say, you know what, I'm scrapping that. September yep. is not podcast month. It's actually coaching month because I'm going to a big conference in October and yep. I need to have be already. So that's the other thing I want to insert here that I like about it is yeah, you may plan out 12 themes for the year, but that doesn't mean you're not locked into those themes and you just kind of ebb and flow with it. There's flexibility built into it.
1: It, the, when people ask me like, what does time crafting mean to you? I mean, I throw out the, you know, the usual, you uh, define your day, funnel your focus, make every moment matter. But I'm like, honestly, it's, it, it allows you to have like some fluidity, some flexibility. It, it, it it's frictionless in a lot of ways because you, any friction you come across, you can kind of try to remove it. So it's, it, it it's got less friction to it, but also it's, it's time. You start treating time, time starts to be on your side. So it gets more to be more fun. Like every Saturday is family day here. So my kids know that if they want to go see a movie, and again, this creates such a really awesome sense of binary and, 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 uh, you know, you know, very lowers decision fatigue is that my kids don't say, when can we go see the new, you know, Marvel movie?
0: <laughs> they just know dad will say yes on Saturday. <laughs> they, exactly.
1: Exactly. They know that. I mean, and so it's, but it's, that's the thing is that that I've designated that, that time. And, and the great thing is, is that, you know, I mean, Monday is my optimization day and Friday is my deep work day, but those days occasionally get, get, you know, co opted because the kids are out of school because sometimes holidays fall on Mondays and Fridays, right? But those are days I can, I can afford to lose optimization one day, one, you know, once, once in a while. I can afford to lose deep work, an entire day of deep work once in a while because, um, you know, because those two, those two themes in and of themselves allow me to be proactive. Like you and I both know that with audio video largely, and it does, I mean, again, we have ebb and flow here, but I'm largely ahead when it comes to podcast stuff. Like today, as we're recording this on a Wednesday, I, I really don't need to record anything for the podcast other than the interview I'm doing after we're done here. I don't really need to, because the, the next interview that I have lined up, um, you know, we're already way ahead, you know what I mean so so it, the other great thing about theming is that it gives you the ability to not say, "Well, I'm going to put that off till tomorrow." It gives you an actual designated place to put it as your first option.
0: where does it not work? Where does theming like where does your approach in your system just completely not work when when theming fall
1: fo- theming again, I don't think I, I don't want to say not work when it, when it when it when it when it gets challenged is when you a um, when your schedule changes and you don't adapt. So number one, that's a big one because then what happens is you tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So theming, if one day falls apart, you're like, ah, theming doesn't work. I've had that. With, <laughs> I've had that with one client who I worked with. I worked with one for client one time. <laughs> for, yeah, no, I worked with one client for. I'm not kidding you for years, and we finally introduced theming to the equation. And th- this individual after they just couldn't get it. They 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 said, you know, it's, you're not taking this into account. I have too many meetings. I can't do it. But that, that, that person, I've done this with, you know, dozens of other people with this particular kind of schedule. And none of them, none of them basically bailed. They just said, well, I either need to, I mean, if anything, it sent off a warning signal they were having too many meetings, or they were saying, how do I structure my week in a way so the meetings happen at a specific time? So that's one thing is that, you, you know, you, it, it, you can come across a rough patch and then you're just like, it doesn't work at all. Um, Secondly, it doesn't, you have to, you can't use daily theming for uh, the entire day if you don't have, if you have a nine to five job and you feel like it's a very high demand reactive job. Like, so if you work at a call center, you can't say, well, your job (laughs) is to like, you can't go, well, sorry, today is the day where I was But, but, but that's, but here's the thing is that, theming isn't just for that nine to five work time. It's for the time before and the time after. Right. So, you know, we live, we have 24 hours in a day. So what I, what I tell people is, okay, when you're in that nine to five mode, then work by mode, use mode based work or use a horizontal theming, right? Like use that kind of theming. But when you get home at six o'clock, instead of going, well, my day is done. I have no more decisions to make. And then you sit in front of Netflix or whatever. Like, if you're going to sit in front of Netflix, at least have some purpose behind it. You know, th- there's a reason that there's a my list option. Like, don't just scroll through Netflix endlessly. I'm in Pick recharge the- mode. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah, just, you know, like, like, I mean, and people go, well, it doesn't seem very human. If anything, it, you know, it just gives you a, it's not like you have to do it every single moment of the day, but it just gives you a jumping off point. And and so I think that, that it runs across some real challenges when, and monthly theming runs across some challenges when, um, you, you have a, like if you're a multi potentialite, like if you're somebody who wants to do a lot of different things, but that's where you would adopt weekly sprints more. So you just throw you like monthly themes. What I'm going to do with monthly themes is they're just going to be qualitative. So in January, I'm going to focus on charity on, on, on in, in February, I'm going to focus on being, you know, showing more gratitude on, you know, But then weekly sprints are like, I'm going to focus for this entire week on this specific project because I throw weekly sprints in every once in a while as well. Like if I'm going to, you know, um, let's say I want to create a marketing plan for a product, I might just do a weekly sprint for that just to get it start to finish in seven days. Right. And then, of course each of those daily themes like so on monday i'm going to optimize it tuesday i'm going to do admin around it wednesday i'm going to do any audio or video so maybe i'll record a video for the marketing planner or record some audio thursday maybe i'll do a podcast that we'll just throw into the the feed as a commercial uh thursday i'm going to do um you know training so i'm actually going to build the thing that's going to help them and then friday is the day where i do deep work so it's going to be it could be writing it could be anything that's going to require real depth of thought saturday i'm not going to do anything because it's family and then Sunday, uh, you know, or may- maybe, maybe I consider the people that are in my Facebook group, my family. So I'm going to, you know, you, but you can, you can right. create, that's very subjective. And then Sunday is that I start my week on a Sunday. So Sunday would be the when I would
0: initiate the plan, but I could do that some days. How often does your plan like get off the rails? Like the way you're describing it, it sounds like it's just like this effortless ballet that like, it's always synchronized. Like how, how often do you find yourself like restarting?
1: The reason that, the reason that it stays on course is because I journal every single night. If I didn't journal every day and that did, that has happened. That's my biggest, when I, when I don't track it, like even like, and there's ways I've journaled where I've said, you know, I need to put in here what my daily theme was. So I have a template that's like, okay, when I'm struggling or when I, when, you know, like the holidays, the holidays is always tricky, right? Because kids are home, family's around. Uh, go go go, fast fast fast, now now now, a lot of that stuff, and it's hard for you to say, okay, well, let me let me focus on, you know, I need to focus on deep work on a Friday, and your kids not going, you know, your kids home, and they know, hey, uh, you know, you're home too, so journaling has been a big help for me in that regard, but this isn't, this wasn't something that I just built overnight, like I didn't just, you know, cobble it together, like it's been, like I said, it's been crafted, so. You know, I've experimented, like you said, you know, moving monthly themes around. That's happened this year. You know, I I mean, I was going to learn skating in January and decided, nah, I'm just not it's just not I'm not feeling it right now. So I'm going to learn Japanese instead, which, if anything, uh, and I've been taking Japanese lessons in January. It's like, holy smokes, this is a hard language. But I'm feeling like it's something that I won't probably I mean, I'll I'll, I'm not going to succeed with it very great, like to a great degree because it's a very hard language but um, it's made me want to pursue it a little bit deeper when I have more time, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. when I have, um, so I, you know, I think that you have to, it's something that you have to cultivate. And that's the thing. And then, I mean, again, that's why I've called it crafting. It's like, and the reason that that term came to be is that my son played Minecraft. And he's like, I'm like, can you explain Minecraft to me? And he goes, yeah, you basically take like, and him paraphrasing because he's seven. He probably used to, you know, his language was like, you know, yeah, dad. So you take these basic things and from those things you make, you know, these awesome things, like you make a <laughs> bow and arrow and, and you have to take like five of these, like, so it's basically, you take these basic elements and you make something amazing from it. Cause yeah. And then you have fun with them. Like, oh, and I kind of took it that that way. So I would say that like, when you try this and that's why whenever I work with people, I say, look three weeks out if you're going to theme your days. Yeah. Make Don't this look-
0: practical. Like if you were to like right there, how would you, yeah. someone, someone's listened to all this and they're like, will you guys just shut up and tell me how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 What would
1: the first three steps be? I guess to qualify this, so if you want to theme your days, first off, do one of two things. Number one, look three weeks out and find your certainties in that week. And if you have a holiday falling within that three week period, then go an additional week. So because a holiday week is a bit of an abstraction and look at your week and go, oh, well, every Wednesday I have these three meetings. So maybe Wednesday should be meeting day. And that means I do the meetings, but I also prepare for meetings and I read minutes for past meetings. And then like, then when you brainstorm for the, what would fall into that category and just start with one daily theme, Like, just start with one. And if you can find another one, and I mean, let's face it, a lot of people are probably already having a household day or a family day normally on a weekend. Right. But define it, like be very clear about it. Don't say, Hey, it's Saturday. What are we going to do? Say, Oh, Saturday is family. Don't, don't call it free day either. Might as well just keep it as Saturday because free is basically doesn't give you any free is anarchy right, for your brain. I'm free to do what I want. Yay. I'm going to do exactly what I was doing before because um, that's what I want to do. No, define it, like define your day and you don't have to do all seven. And and if you're not going to theme your days, but you're like, hey, I want to I want to set aside earmark some sometime in my days, then pick a moment, like pick a horizontal theme and say, you know, what? every every night from nine to ten, I'm going to read or every morning, from depending if you're a night owl like me, that's my best time, but maybe in the morning you're gonna say, hey, I'm gonna do this. Um, that would be, those would be good places to start with with di- like theming. With mode-based work, again, pick one of those categories of modes that I talked about. So theme-based, resource-based, energy-based, which is the one I would, uh, it's, it's a that's a winner for a lot of people. Activity-based, which is, again, pretty generic, but it's one that people can wrap their head around, and time-based. And then when you're writing down your actions, just figure out if it hits one of those, if it hits that 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 modality. So, oh yeah, you know what? What resource do I need to do this? And just start adding a mode to every task that you have. And and you could do that on paper. You could do it in a task app. If you're using like say Trello, just create a label for it. If you're using um if you're using OmniFocus, you could use a context for it. If you're using Todoist, a label, a sonata. Like the, if you're using paper. You just like have a <laughs> column that says M, like I have a column that says M-A-P-S and it stands for mode, action, project, or priority, if it, depending on what the, the, the paper is representing. And then S is for schedule or score. Again, it depends. There's a lot more depth there that I, we can't really get into in this podcast. But just focus on the mode and action. Like, hey, what action is this? Okay, what do I need to do to complete this? And that way you're going to be able to do things like if you write down a phone number Instead of writing it down on a random post-it note, not like J- John, seven you're going to like, what was who what, John who? What am I going to call John? And then the modality would be, you know, phone, right? Or it would be, you know, say John is a bit of a pain in the butt to talk to. <laughs> high energy, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. pick whatever. And then that's a good jumping off point. You don't, the one thing, again, when you're crafting something, you don't go, let me add everything to the mix. You know, you, you start Start small small and build so you don't have to do it all at once. And the great thing is you don't have to do it all ever. (laughs) Like, I mean, there are people that, you know, you don't have to do it all ever. I mean, the one thing that I would highly recommend the two, the, the bookends are capture everything, regret nothing, anything comes to mind. And that's, that's a known thing, no matter what system or approach, get it out of your head, put it someplace that you trust. That's, 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 that's right out of the David Allen playbook and others have said this too. I, I highly recommend that. And then the last thing is journal. And if you journal every day, you're going to be able to course correct easily. Yes, Think about this. Yes. You know what I mean? Think about yeah. Star Trek, the captain's block, where I was or where we were, where we are now, where we're going. If you wait till the end of the week to do a weekly review, which is a getting things done you know, staple. Too late. It's, well, it's also a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing that most people stop doing. They're like, uh, here's how long does it take to do the first week? I don't know, three, four hours. What? I don't have time to do that on a Friday or Saturday. Or I I don't want to take sacrifice my family time. But if you if you take like five to ten minutes at the end of every day and journal, then you're building that up. And then at the end of the week, you can go have the week look. And then you've got a planning day for Monday or whatever. Or you and again, so just start small. And those I think those would be the two elements is just
0: start there. Starting small. So just as we wrap, you've been doing this a long time. What are the like two newest surprising things that you've learned about? Being productive in the last year.
1: The, I think the biggest revelation to me has been, you know, and I'm becoming more philosophical about this is the idea that the year is, the year is both long and short and it's such a, it's, it's so hard to kind of fit it into a box, whereas, you know, those shorter time periods are much easier And the life is also easier because again there is definitely uncertainty. The only certainty is you know you're going to live and you're going to you're going to you know you're be born and you're going to die, like you know but you don't know when. Um, So I think I've been more um, I've been steering away from the whole year. That's why the time crafting used to be called the now year method. I mean I'm, I'm tossing that aside. I mean we have the now year action plan course, but it's really just about you breaking down like your year into smaller chunks. And then I think the the other thing. Would be, um, I've become, I think as I've developed this methodology, I've, been, I've become softer on things like, don't check email first thing in the morning, and, and things like that, because I think there are way. again, you have to, in order, there are ways to reach your objectives, even in a team or individually, by working subjectively. I think that's the only way you can do it, because mm. um, to, to then you're playing off everybody's strengths. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm a night owl, but people who are morning people, I'm, I'm never going to say to them, you should become night owls. And it really bothers me that people say that night owls should become morning people. Like it's just, (laughs) it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's it's such, it's such a weird thing to do. Um, you know, but you know, it's, it, it gets, it gets, it gets links, right? It gets clicks.
0: Great, great information.
1: Great conversation. Wow. Yeah. Well. and I know it's a lot. The thing is, you start off by saying, it sounds complex. And you know, if you come go back and listen to this again, and again, just start with like one element, you're gonna be much better off because, like I said, you know, the plans are useless, but the planning part, I think that's indispensable. And if you plan it and you've got this stuff wired, then you're going to be able to do more and and then you're gonna be able to be more. And you know I'm all about that. So uh, thanks, John. I had a great time talking with this. It's it's always fun to, especially with somebody who knows what what I'm about, to be able to to be able to dig in and 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 uh, so I appreciate you ha- you uh, having me on for this conversation.
0: Absolutely. Now, where can people learn more, take your courses, get all productivities just. Dist- out. So so
1: if you go to productivityist.com, that's where I'm at. Um, you know, we have uh the productivityist.com slash now years where you can get the now your action plan course. And then we have the playbook, which is like kind of a primer on this. So if you're like I need something to kinda there's productivityist.com slash playbook and uh you get for you get like plays with it and there's some video and audio there too. So I think those are the three places that I would look at. Cool. Um and and, and I'm you know, on on Twitter I'm at Mike Vardy. So if you have questions or anything, you can just talk to me there. All right. Thanks again. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. If you have questions or ideas around the podcast, send those to podcast at johnpolster.com.